Hello and welcome to the Living Hope Wesleyan podcast. If you would like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, please visit our website at hopeforvermont.org. As well as if you're enjoying these podcasts, check out the live streams at Hope for Vermont on YouTube. I hope you enjoy today's podcast. Well, as we look at uh, this morning's sermon, as I looked last week, I found a couple illustrations that I wanted to use, and uh, so I thought they went over well. Uh, In person, you could certainly tell if somebody was laughing more than you do online, and maybe that's why I have the picture so bright behind me, so you can't see my facial expressions, and to hide how disappointed I might be with uh, how this goes, but I just thought of, uh, or found this story, and uh, there's this lady that rented a two-ton box truck, a two-ton box truck, and so she was driving, and she rented this box truck, and She decided not to get insurance on it for whatever reason, but uh, she rented this box truck. And so this person following this large box truck noticed that at every stop sign and every stoplight, this lady get out of the truck and just banged on the sides of the walls. They just banged on the, uh, the back and just got back in and started the truck up and just went until there was another stoplight or stop sign. And then whenever there was, they just jumped down, just banged on the walls and banged again and just hurried out. And it was the third stop sign that uh, this lady stopped at. And the person behind said, what are you doing banging on the walls of the truck every time you get out? And well, she said, you don't understand. Inside this box truck is four ton of exotic birds. And this is only a two ton box truck. So I have to make sure that only half of them are sitting down at once, but a bum. And I just thought of moms that sometimes you feel like, hey, I'm trying to save money. I'm trying to cut corners. I'm trying to get this done. And every stop sign and stoplight where you could be resting, you're just running around and trying to make sure everything is moving as it should. And you don't want to let anyone down. And moms, we appreciate you. And we hope that not literally, but at stop signs, at stop lights in life, you can find rest. You can rest. Uh, That brings me to this other story. And there was a a farmer and his wife and this farmer and his wife, they had farm animals. And on the farm, uh, not a farm animal, but there was a mouse and the mouse looked out and noticed that the farmer and his wife had purchased mouse traps. And so this mouse said, you know what? I need to tell and alert everybody that there's a mouse trap. And so the snake that was trying to get the mouse over and over, he said, there's a mouse trap. So you can't, you, um, you aren't going to be the one that gets me. This mouse trap is going to get me. And the snake just laughed and said, oh, that's too bad for you. But I'm going to get you before that mouse trap will. Well, then the mouse, so concerned about the rest of the farm animals, said, hey, the farmer and his wife, they bought a mouse trap, And he told the chicken and the chicken said, I'm going to pray for you. That's really too bad that they got a mouse trap." The chicken said, I'm going to pray for you. But hey, it doesn't concern me. And then the mouse went to the pig and said, hey, pig, you never guess what the, the farmer and the, the wife got. They got mouse traps, And so you got to watch out because they got a mouse trap." And the pig said, oh, that's too bad. I feel for you, uh, but, you know, that's not really going to affect me. But thanks for sharing. And then the mouse went to the 
the cow and said, hey, cow, the farmer and his wife, they got a mouse trap, And so you got to watch out for that mouse trap." And the cow kind of laughed and said, ha, you know, that's too bad for you. But for me, you, you don't have to worry about it. Well, it took a couple days, but uh, that snake got so close to that mouse trap. It was looking for the mouse. The snake actually got its tail caught in the trap. And so it was caught in the trap and it was making some noise and shaking that trap around. And the farmer's wife went out and noticed it. But unfortunately, the snake bit the farmer's wife and it was venomous and it was poisonous. And so the uh, the farmer he took the head off that snake and then the the doctor with the the wife told the farmer hey um i think she's going to be okay but you're going to have to take her home and make her some chicken soup and so the farmer got home and he had taken the head off the snake and now he took the head off the chicken and made some chicken soup and so the farmer he was busy and so he said hey we need some caretakers for my wife she's really sick she's not doing well she got bit by that poisonous snake that chicken soup is helping a little bit but we need somebody to really come in the mornings and and he said i'm going to feed you but you know i don't have a chicken so i don't have any eggs but i can give you bacon and ham and so the pig was the next to go and well the long story short is unfortunately the farmer's wife didn't make it. She she passed away and then there was a funeral and for the reception they said we don't have any food to feed the guests so I think we're going to have to kill the cow and the cow was used for steaks and hamburgers and roasts for everybody that came to console the farmer and off in the corner there was the mouse and said I warned him about that mouse trap. Sometimes, perhaps as a mom, as somebody in this culture, in this climate, that you care so much for everyone and you warn them about that mousetrap and nobody's really paying attention. They don't think it's going to affect you. They don't think it's going to uh, affect their lives or change their lives. I was just listening to an interview, a uh, former professor of mine, Mike McNeil and his wife were being interviewed. And Mike said that he didn't care about religion as long as it didn't impact his life. You could believe whatever you wanted as long as it didn't impact his life. And then his wife became a Christian. And then he became a Christian. And he said, ah, I can put up with this Jesus until it impacts my life. And then he realized that his life was certainly impacted. So that's a story of the mousetrap. It had a lot to do with the mouse. If you're the chicken, be cautious that the farmer's wife might need some chicken soup. And if you're the pig, well, the caretakers might enjoy some bacon and ham. And if you're the cow and you don't think a mousetrap is going to affect you, well, there could be a need for some hamburger steaks and roasts. As we continue and as we move on, we look at Hebrews. We do say Happy Mother's Day, but we look at Hebrews chapter 8. In chapter 8, verse 1, we find these words. This is from the New International Version. The New International Version, we find these words. It talks about, now the main point of what we are saying is this. We do have such a high priest who sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, the throne of 
of majesty in heaven. Jesus sat down. Jesus said, it is finished. He could rest knowing that everything was put in motion. Everything was set, that it was going to take place properly. We can find rest in knowing that Jesus was able to sit down. I want to call our attention to Romans 8, 31 through 39. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also, along with him, graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies whom then is the one who condemns? No one, Christ Jesus, who died. More than that, who was raised to life is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord, if you're driving that box truck, if you're pulling up to a stop sign, if there's a stoplight, you do not have to get out and beat the walls of that truck to make sure half of everything is in flight so that you don't break the tires of that two-ton truck because you have four ton of exotic birds in the back of that rented vehicle. Romans 8, 34, Christ Jesus is at the right hand of God interceding for us. We don't have to work so hard. We don't have to strive so hard. We don't have to just impress those around us. People say that we buy things with money we don't have to impress people we don't like. We don't have to buy things with money we don't have to impress people we don't like. We can find rest in knowing who Jesus is. And on this Mother's Day, we want to say to you moms, you are loved. We want to say to you moms, yes, we apologize because we take for granted all that you do, or we take advantage your willingness to help and to guide and to lead. And we want to say, not only on this day, but in Christ Jesus, we can find rest. We can abide and hope in who Jesus is is in Hebrews 8 2 he who serves in the sanctuary the true tabernacle set up by the Lord not by a mere human being Jesus set this up God set this up through Jesus so that we can find rest Jesus serves in the sanctuary so we cannot be like Martha who is trying to help Jesus fulfill what he wanted to do but we could be like Mary and rest at Jesus' feet. And you think, well, somebody has to work. Somebody has to do something. Yes, Jesus did it all. Jesus did it all. So we can just walk humbly in obedience, hidden in Christ, following who Jesus is. In Hebrews 8, 3, every high priest is appointed to offer both gifts and sacrifices. And so it was necessary for this one also to have something to offer. And you might say, yes, I need to offer something. I need to give God something. I need to do something for Jesus. And Jesus is saying, simply be who I created you to be 
which means you become to understand your identity as his, to know that his sacrifice offered once for all, covered all of our sins. So we don't have to stress out to try to impress Jesus. We simply need to figure out where is Jesus going? And since I remain in him, I simply follow him. I'm used by him. I go for him as Jesus has set before me. In Ephesians 5, 1 through 2, follow God's example, therefore, as dearly loved children and walk in a way of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as an offering and fragrant sacrifice to God. Jesus gave himself up as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. That's what he offered. That's what it talks about in Hebrews about offering and sacrifices that we as people do not have to get a lamb or a dove or an animal mentioned in ancient times that that would be for the forgiveness of our sins. We can embrace and accept Jesus instead of trying to be better, to do more. We can simply be those that are loved by Jesus. We can live that life and share his love with others. If you're still not convinced, well, let me tell you, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. All you have to do is offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. That's not you doing what you want to, but this is you putting your life on the proverbial altar saying, Jesus, use me how you want to use me. The problem or the concern is we have that freedom to choose. Okay, God, you want me to do to become this? Will I willingly, courageously walk in step with you? That's your reasonable act of service. This is Jesus. Yes. You want me to speak? Then I will speak. You want me to write a card? I will write a card. You want me to post something on social media? Then I will post a scripture verse or a prayer. I will share what you want me to share, not because I'm trying to gain more attention or affection, more pats on the back or hugs from those people that I might not even like, but simply because I know you care about me. Looking at Hebrews chapter 8, verses 4 through 5. If he were on earth, he would not be a priest, for there are already priests, this is humans, earthly priests, who offer the gifts prescribed by the law. They serve at a sanctuary that is a copy and shadow of what is in heaven. This is why Moses was warned when he was about to build the tabernacle. See to it that you make everything according to the pattern shown you on the mountain. But Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. It is not a copy or shadow. It is not weak and useless. Jesus is the real deal. He is the fulfillment that says, now you don't have to copy what was instructed, but you can just believe in me. You can follow Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, the one that cares for us. Because in Hebrews 8, 6, but in fact, the ministry Jesus has received is as superior to theirs as a covenant of which he as a mediator is superior to the old one. Since the new covenant is established on better promises, it's established on better promises. So yes, on this Mother's Day, when you're trying to get out on stop at stop lights and stop signs and keep everything moving, keep everything going, that we can't find rest in knowing that Jesus is doing what Jesus does best. 
We're trying to warn everybody of this mousetrap, how it's going to impact and affect their lives. We want to be that spokesperson. We feel this urgency to call and tell. We can know that the new covenant is established on better promises, promises that the Holy Spirit is with us, that God is speaking, that God is moving, that Jesus cares more than even we do for those that are lost, for those that are far away, for those that just need God to move in their lives. We can just say, Jesus, your covenant, it's better promises that we can work less and you can do more and we simply can become a child loved by you. In Deuteronomy 31.6, Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. So moms today, as concerned as we might be, there is no need to worry. As Worried as we might be, there is no need to act out of a belief that God needs our help. Jesus doesn't need us, but he does want us. He wants us to obey him so others can see his life in and through us. Keep your lives flee, uh, free from the love of money and be content for what you have because God has said, Never will I leave you, nor will I forsake you. This is Hebrews 13, 5 and 6, referencing this scripture from Deuteronomy. This is God saying that he is with us. We don't have to worry about money. We don't have to worry about things. We can just concern ourselves with what God has promised and walking obediently with him, to him, because he loves us so much. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I look in triumph on my enemies. This is Psalm 118, 6 through 7. The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? The Lord is with me. He is my helper. I look in triumph. Might we this day, on Mother's Day, not be afraid of what people think, how they comment. Oh, you wore that same dress last Mother's Day or, oh, your hair, whatever people come up with and talk about. We do not have to concern ourselves with those things, but we can, well, remain in who Jesus is. Jesus said, I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Perhaps you're going through some pruning. Trust the process that God has a plan to do even more than you could ever dream or imagine. You are already clean because of the world I have spoken to. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. John 15, 1 through 5. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. 
So correct. This is not just for moms. This is not just for adults. This is just not for those who profess to be Christians, followers of Jesus. But this is for everyone that has the hope of eternal life, has the hope of trusting in salvation, that we can do nothing apart from God, but in Christ Jesus, as we remain and abide in him, he has something very special for us that only he can accomplish, only he can do. Remain, abide, and find rest. We don't have to seek out ways to keep everything going. We just need to find who Jesus is and know his love for us as we conclude. It's a song I've used before, but I want you moms to know you can be still and know that God loves you so much. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like more information about Living Hope Wesleyan Church, make sure to visit hopeforvermont.org, as well as don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel at Living Hope Wesleyan Church, where you can catch live stream versions of these services, as well as other content. Have a great day.